This is the EP Growth Podcast from Hunter Rehabilitation and Health. We're here to grow the exercise physiology profession through supporting the professional and personal growth of young EPs in the industry. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the EP Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McAfee, and I'm joined once again by Manager of Hunter Rehab and Health, Chris Goward. How are you going, mate? Well, thank you, Ryan. Good afternoon, mate. Afternoon, listeners. It's, um, yeah, been a busy week in the clinic, mate. Um, what's been happening in, in your world, in your books? Oh, mate, flat out. Uh, behind the curtains, it's not so much behind the curtains anymore. We've uh, got a new EP with us now, Caitlin, so getting her up to speed, helping out our admin team who are taking on a few more tasks, trying to be uh, trying to be dad to Ellie, who's going through it at the moment. She's borderline crawling now, mate, so that's fun. And... Uh, Trying to get a solid sleep in around all of that. So that's all happening. How about you? What's been happening? Um, yeah, plenty in plenty of my side of uh, the world. It's uh yeah, we've obviously done a big refurb of Hunter Urban Health. So that's been very time consuming. And um, yeah, we've finished finished that for now, which is really good. Um yeah, NDI also NDIS audit um is has been a very long process, but um, yeah, there now I think we're at the very last step. We're about to get approved, so um, or yeah, re re reapproved. So that's been a huge one for me, mate. And um, yeah, just sort of conferences and and things like that, traveling around. So now just looking for a bit more of a settled period over the next uh, quarter or so, and um, yeah, square things away and get back into a good flow uh, within the business. So I, I like that. Uh- a settled period. You always say that. I'm yet to experience one. But anyway, we'll hold out hope. <laughs> yeah, just deep, oh, I don't know, deep planning. Have a deep, deep plan and uh, and follow the plan, I'd say. That uh, obviously helps. But um, let's get straight in today, mate. It's been a bit of a hot topic at the moment. I've had plenty of questions from uh, EPs on LinkedIn, EPs within our own business. Um, yeah, questions within our EP growth mentoring program uh lots of people asking this about how to get busier and we wanted to provide three three ways to get busier um with your with your calendar to fill to fill it up so obviously depending on where you work uh there's going to be a responsibility there for yourself to to get busy and and stay busy and your ability to do that as well is a direct reflection of the value that you provide to that business as well if you have no skills at all and uh, unable to get any clients to fill your own books, then it just, yeah, black and white. It shows you're not as valuable um, as, as you can be. So um, let's have a little chat about that today, mate. Um, yeah. Certainly, what's... mate. Yeah. The first yeah. one I had written down, mate, was um, was asking current patients to talk you up to their GP. Um, yeah. Know. Yeah. It's an interesting one, isn't it? So, it's another level up, isn't it? So I think most uh, EPs, the, the easiest thing to do is ask a client for a referral. Hey, tell your friends and family about me. Like if you if you can get to that stage, like great, that's the first thing, right? Um, it's beneficial, you, but you have an interesting take on this. You can uh, you level it up by asking your clients to ask your GP for a referral. So run us through how you go about that. Yeah, so this was one of my favorites. This is what I I did a lot of the time. So I, after I've uh, achieved some results with with a client and build some rapport with them, I would ask them that, and and I'd share first. I'd, I'd start with why, and I said I, I'm a really passionate exercise physiologist. I just don't feel like enough people of the public know about it, 
you've obviously achieved some great outcomes here and I want to grow the profession. Do you mind next time you go to your GP, if you just talk me up, just, just say how good it is here and that he should be referring more clients to, to, to myself. And they, they'd laugh about it a bit and go, yeah, for sure. And, and I'd say, yeah, that would mean the world to me because um, I really feel like I can help so many more people out there and I'd really love to do that. Um, is that okay? And they'd be like, yep, um, we could definitely do that. And, uh, and they would go do it and, and we would get more referrals from that and, and, and build from there. So a little trigger for this one would be if I saw a GP that has never referred before, that would be the, at the, that would be the time I would do it. Um, if I saw a GP, this oh, this is the first time they've referred. They, they, they're sort of trialing us out right now. They're testing us out. If if uh, this client or patient come back with a raving review, then that's going to help massively. It's it's like we're in that sort of testing phase at the moment. And yeah, if they can come back with a raving review, then that could be huge. Now we could be able to help so many more people if this GP is now on board. Uh, so this was something I commonly did uh, week in, week out. And uh yeah, it obviously worked um, and was one of, yeah, one of the three ways that uh, helped Hunter Rehab get busier. Yeah, it's obviously a really effective strategy, mate. And there's different ways you can go about it as well. So having some experience here with our guys who maybe aren't as confident, not as, it's not even bold. They're just not confident yet to go ahead and, and ask that of their clients. But um, you can get around that by kind of removing yourself from that topic and making it more objective. So running through with your client, once you've seen it, the client's making great progress, talk about their progress, talk about their results. It's very objective. It's not, it's not talk about me to your GP, but talk about the results you've experienced with me and then asking your doctor to refer more people because you can achieve those same results with more people. So it's a, it's a kind of a technicality, but it's sometimes it ticks differently in, in your head, but it's, it's not about me. It's about the results we can get here through exercise physiology. So promoting that to your GP and sometimes I can make it a little bit more comfortable for you to talk about, but uh, certainly should be having the conversations because it's really, really effective. And as you touched on at the top, Ryan, a way to uh, really start to climb some ladders in terms of your position in the clinic or wherever it is you're working. Yeah, hundred percent. I think the last thing on that is the most important thing is the follow-up as well. So very detailed, what I would do in that situation when I ask the patient, I would write in the patient notes at the bottom section and say, has a GP meeting on the 26th of May, um, and have, have asked them to, to provide a review. And the next time I see them in the clinic, I'm reviewing their previous week's notes. I'm like, oh, how'd that GP meeting go on the 26th? Had that appointment go? And like, yep, yeah, went through it, asked him. Yeah, he was a big fan. And yes, definitely said he would refer more. So um, the follow-up is very important. Um, so yeah, make yeah. it your clinical notes. Yeah, you'd be surprised what information you can get as well from that follow-up. Like what did they discuss? Like if the client did talk to the GP, what did they discuss? Perhaps the GP has a real need there, a real problem they're experiencing that you've got a solution to straight away. And that probably leads into the next point, which is uh, creating more cold calls, setting up meetings to add values uh, to people that you may work with, solving some problems. So that's a big one that you're out and about doing now, Rhino, which can be intimidating for some. So why don't you talk through uh, how you would go about establishing these cold calls? Yeah, I think uh, first first few things around, around cold calls is 100%. You've got to set yourself up for rejection or failure at least. <laughs> understand that there'll be some people that just ghost you and, and that's okay. Um, in all honesty, the the conversion rate is quite low. So you've got to, you, the volume needs to be there. So uh, when I first started under rehab, like I did a massive amount of, of cold calls. It might've been yeah, 15, 20 a day. 
um, and 90% of those would uh, would not respond or I wouldn't get an outcome from 90% of those. So, uh, but then 10% over a period of time ends up, it builds up. So it's just the sheer volume of it. So don't get put back from those rejection or failures. But the second thing about those cold calls is a lot of people are going in the, into them too selfishly and, and selfishly going to that cold call, wanting something from that person. And the only way that a cold call is appealing to someone is if you're adding value to that person or you're solving one of their problems. So you need to be going into these cold calls by purely adding value. Um, and by adding value to certain people is different for, for different professions. So you need to ask what their actual problem is or what their challenge is. So for some private practice owners, the local podiatrist down the road, they might want to get busy. So their problem is I, I need more um, outbound referrals. I need, I need you to refer across. However, a GP might be too busy and it doesn't want any new clients. So they might be time poor and not be able to be up to date with the current research. So like, I'd love you to come in with the latest update research. So um, on my lunch break, I can yeah, stay up to date with that because I have no time in my, my week to uh, stay up to date there. So we're solving solving problems there, but we need to understand what their problems are uh, to be able to solve them. Yeah, a, a great little side point to that. It's almost a point on its own, but it really contributes to what we're, we're trying to do there with cold calls is maintain some sort of pres presence on the social media, you like that, the social media, social media or LinkedIn. So these people you're trying to get in touch with, trying to build relationships with, they are at some point going to look you up. Who are you? Like, do I need to be in a relationship with you? What can you offer me? That's what we're just trying to establish there. Well, like, what can you offer them? They're going to be looking that up. And if you don't exist on these platforms, it's going to be so much harder for yourself. So if you can position yourself uh, well publicly in, in these these forums, it's going to go so much further for you when you're trying to establish these meetings or relationships. Yeah, 100%. So I think just following up on that, uh, one of the great questions you can ask is uh, what, what problems are you having uh, in your in your profession at the moment or in your week-to-week your -week role? What problems are you having or what frustrations are you having and they will come back to you with um, with some of those. And yeah, if you can solve those, you'll be very valuable to that person and yeah, set up a, a great relationship moving forward. So um, yeah, it is an effective uh, method. And like the exciting thing about cold calls, the thing that excites me about it every single day is that you're one conversation away from yeah, changing hundreds of people's lives. Like you, one conversation away, one meeting away from meeting someone who, who could ultimately change uh, yeah, your your business could could ultimately yeah allow you to help thousands of more people. You just never know. Um, you just never know what uh, who you're going to meet out there. So that's the exciting thing about it. But, um, let's get on to the last one, mate. Number three, the uh, third way. Yes, easier. Yeah, so can it extend from that last point. Once you've had your cold calls and it's gone well, and you're building relationships with these people, I suppose you want to establish regular meeting times with these guys. Your regular referral partners. Um, the people you've developed relationships with. It's establish regular meetings with them to, to make sure you're fostering that relationship. Uh, you don't want to let it simmer out. You don't want to go cold on it. It's not like you, I mean, you have an, an analogy to this with dating, right? You don't want to sort of go on the first date and it's a, it's a smash hit sort of thing and then never call them again. So uh, it's foster that relationship through regular meetings. Yeah, I think um, that's the most important thing. I think if we go into every single meeting or every single cold call and understand the goal of that meeting, is to get another meeting. That's that's what we're trying to do here is build ongoing relationships. Uh, yeah, we all work in in a community. And we want to build those local relationships and build your uh, build your books and, and build your reputation. So, 
always remember that the key of any meeting is to get another meeting and and be able to set those ongoing meetings up so i know uh yeah i would set up regular you, you agree with them should we should we meet every month should we meet every three months and discuss how we can help each other and have a bit of an agenda around that and if it's scheduled and and regular then that relationship gets nourished and gets nurtured and yeah things don't go cold um so i think um yeah, those regular meetings are, are the secret, I guess, to um, to keeping those referrals coming through and, and keeping your books full. But um, I think I'll just quickly touch on that, is those regular meetings are in person. I think we're drifting away from face-to-face meetings with this digital world that we're in, where we're on social media, Instagram, LinkedIn, emails. Um, get back to face-to-face. We're all humans and we love to connect face-to-face and it works best when we are face-to-face and and just chatting with a human face to face. So it's um yeah, that's definitely most important. Don't know don't know too many people that aren't up for a, a nice coffee out of the office for half an hour to an hour on a Wednesday, mate. That's uh it's a lovely little break up of the week. Hundred percent, mate. Hundred percent. So there are three best tips, guys. Um, hopefully we've got uh, you got some value out of that and we can uh, you can implement those as soon as possible. And if you've got any questions, please reach out to us. We're more than more than happy to help. But uh, that's all we've got time for today. And we'll see you on the next episode. Hey guys, thank you for listening to another episode of the EP Growth Podcast. If you would like to be mentored by one of the high-performing exercise physiologists at Hunter Rehab and Health, please visit epgrowthpodcast.com and click on the mentoring page to learn more. Don't forget to share this podcast with your friends so we can ultimately grow this profession together. Thank you.